Welcome to the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's my turn to arbitrarily <laughs> declare when it starts this week. I love that every single recording we have begins with, okay, so we're podcasting now. <laughs> you never know when. <laughs> when you least expect it. Whoa, we're on the, we're on the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out what we should do for this cold open. Um, we're in it, baby. This open is cold as hell. It's a, it's a, it's a frigid open. <laughs> uh, we should say what the podcast's name is, um, mm-hmm. what our names are, um, what we do on the podcast, and then um, we do uh, the the content, the actual body of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We do and roughly then, about an hour or so, right? Yeah, That's just yeah. We'll 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 see how it goes. We'll do uh, our usual thing, and then at the end, uh, we'll do the outro, and then um, then the podcast ends, and then okay. I edit it. And then we post it, and then, like, three people listen to it. Okay, but, but, but hold on, wait, 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 wait. Do we decide okay. whether or not something's good within that hour or so? Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of the outro. Okay. That, that, that's considered part of the outro and not the body? Now we're just getting into semantics. I think we have completely separate ideas of what, co- what constitutes the body of a podcast. And for, for everything we just talked about, it's kind of weird that we remembered so much about Amnesiac. Picking up something good, a limited <sighs> event prestige podcast about Radiohead. I guess, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, my name is Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel. Uh, my name is Nikki Flowers. I play music as Nikki Flowers. And, and we've got a guest we, today. We got a guest, and uh, you can call them Al because that's their name. <laughs> Damn it! It's the one. It's the. I'm a big Paul Simon fan, even all mm-hmm. things considered. And that's kind of the one song I can no longer listen to, because growing up, uh-huh. everyone would just holler that song at me. Oh, I knew I wouldn't be the first one to come up with that, but I, I was like, <laughs> I was thinking about it yesterday, and I was like, oh, I got the perfect way to introduce Al. <laughs> Wait, I'm not white. What What is, what, what Paul Simon song are you guys talking about? <laughs> you wouldn't get it. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. <laughs> It's okay. It's not. That's, well, that's we'll save it for. That's probably the best way to ever get out of being talked about Paul Simon <laughs> <Right>. near you. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't worry. We'll get to it when we do our Paul Simon podcast. Don't even joke about that. I yeah. No, I'm sorry. I regretted saying that. Al, <laughs> welcome. Hi. Uh, my name is Al Riggs. I make music under Al Riggs, and I make music under Vaxers, which uh, the day we're recording this is the release date of the new Vaxers album. Uh, available now on CD and digital CD on uh, Neodetritus. <laughs> woo! Woo! That's us. We did that. Yay. We're, <clears throat> we're doing that. We did it. It's a very good album. We're actually very, very happy to have you here. It is um, the first stop on your nationwide press tour. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> Where we don't talk about your album whatsoever, and instead we talk about my favorite jazz album, Amnesia, <laughs> by Radiohead. <laughs> So here's the here's the thing. Okay. I 
Uh, y'all said you were going to do a Radiohead podcast. I immediately jumped at, well, I want to talk about Amnesiac, because mm-hmm. at the time I said, it's my favorite Radiohead album. And in the week or so leading up to us recording this album, uh, recording this podcast, uh, I have listened to Amnesiac about six times. And now that we're recording it, I have to say, I'm kind of terrified now. Oh, oh no. Because uh, it's not... <clears throat> I would say it's not my favorite Radiohead album, but it has my favorite Radiohead songs on it. Ooh. Yeah. Like, most of the songs on this album are my favorite Radiohead songs. But as a, as a unit, as an album. As a unit, I kind of get why people say, like, people derivatively, derivatively, uh, just, they say that people say that it's a a kid kid a b sides collection, and I mm. don't necessarily disagree with that. Like I know that they recorded both of them at the same time. They are similar albums in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, they're different albums. Uh, this one does kind of have a little less uh, cohesion than Kid A, I would yeah. say. But I that's mm-hmm. not to say that it's a bad album. By any stretch. The yeah. thing about this album is that it is my favorite Radiohead album, but okay. also I get why. Just like just like yeah. I said, I get it because it is hard mode Radiohead. It's the redheaded. It's the Radioheaded stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of it's, course. It's the Dark Souls of Radiohead albums. Yes, oh, boy, we're, we're getting into it now. <laughs> now is this a, now that now I'm white, but I still don't you know play video games. Is that a video game joke? It's a very hard video game. Yeah, it's well, a very hard video I game. wouldn't call it hard. I'd call it unfair. I, there's there's <laughs> a difference between when a video game is difficult and when a video game's like, oh, there was unfair. a checkpoint three hours ago. Go back to that area. That's not difficulty. There's, That's there's one weird little pixel that is preventing you from progressing. Yeah, there's that's that's uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, that's Dark Souls. Don't even. I'm going on my whole gamer rant. I don't want to get into it. Let's get into packs like sardines. Welcome to flasking up something good, our Dark Souls podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's talk about the album. Uh, Let's start with packed like sardines in a crushed tin box. I hope those plosives came through. Oh yeah. Ooh, those are juicy. They're important. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. God damn it. I'm so glad I'm editing this one. Crushed. Oh, you gotta, you gotta pack stop. Packet. Packet. <laughs> pack pack yeah, I, I like the, I like the choice to, to spell it P A C K T. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I've made a lot of songs. I've written a lot of songs and given them nonsense titles like half words and mm. uh, words that aren't fully spelled or spelled correctly. I kind of like that. Um. I do understand that this is an album with uh, a couple of those, and people like to goof about them a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll be doing some goofing about it, don't you worry. Some, some hardcore japery. We've got exactly. about uh, two tracks before we really get into it. Oh, anyway, you, you, y'all oh, are not ready. <laughs> oh, God, we got to talk about that one. Oh, okay, Jesus but first, we, we have to finish talking about the one we just started talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nikki, what do you think? My first reaction, like, to the drum machine was, like, that Peggle 2 guy where it's like, Kid A, 2! Yeah! Drum machines are back, baby! I'm so excited. Oh, and then when those detuned synths co- come in, they're... Uh, I just, I was like, okay, yeah, cool, this would be another Kid A. 
but anyway uh, <laughs> uh the lyrics are good yeah again it's kid a also kid a two t-o-o kid oh. a as well yes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i i think this was a a decent this is, opener this is a very 2001 song i think if when yes. i think of like t- like the early 2000s in terms of electronic music i think pack like sardines and i think of um Grayscops remind me. Oh fuck! I haven't thought about that in forever. God, I'm trying to remember that song. It was in that Geico commercial. <laughs> that really doesn't <laughs> down. <laughs> what you don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of every single Geico commercial. From I know the, the early ca- I know the caveman. I know the caveman, and I know the lizard. I don't remember any of them singing electro pop from the early 2000s. It was it was one of the caveman spots. Did you, did you y'all know that uh, Eric Andre was one of the cavemen, the Geico cavemen? No. Wait, really? What? Yes. No, no. Every fucking a... episode, Mace comes out with this trivia that sounds like he's fucking making this up whole cloth, I... and then you go to Google it, and it's like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm, I kind of... That does sound like something that's real, though. <laughs> right, no, there's like a layer like, of like, well, I don't know. <laughs> because I, I follow, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I follow a lot of stand-up comedy, and I, you know follow how people tend to get gigs and start out and unfortunately for us that kind of just sound like something that did happen yeah i mean yeah you gotta get gigs where you gotta get them you know yeah i'm not looking that up though there's no let's just assume (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah but yeah so packed like sardines Uh, is uh yeah i thought it was pretty catchy i like when tom's voice gets all robot-y oh yeah that was very good that's kind of the best. He's kind of got the best voice to go robot Oh yeah. Mm. It's apparently, you know. according to Genius, there was auto tune on this one, which I didn't realize there was. Oh. Which kind of it checks out, but also, I, is, yeah, I kind of hear it a little bit. Shit. Is, um, is everything okay? No, I just like the song a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not obviously not the best opener. In Radiohead's oeuvre. There's that word again. Oeuvre. Um, it's not the best open in Radiohead's oeuvre, but it's still pretty good. Oh, I yeah. See it, I kind of see it as a as a, a mirror version of everything in its right place, coincidentally. Oh. Uh, mm. uh, that weird uh, uh, semi-unresolvable keyboard line. The, yeah. The clicky little drums. I, I like it. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, reviews of this album talk about like how Amnesiac is much more of a character album than Kid A, and there's a lot going on in the lyrics that, like even at the beginning, that talk about like guilt and paranoia, and really dig that kind of stuff. Like I kind yeah. of cut my teeth on Talking Heads, so I'm a big fan of people writing about anxiety and paranoia. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like I, I just love the main lyric like after years of waiting nothing came i really like that kind of go into that um in a bunch of different ways i always internalize that as someone waiting to be punished and nothing happened that's really good it's a a really great lyric damn Uh, i can't believe we have someone on the podcast that knows how to talk about music in a cool way (laughs) it's just you um i um in my best uh, YouTube reactionary voice, I think this song is about cancel culture. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's back away from that real quick. 
I'm just gonna put a hard left turn on that. Yeah. I think I've said all I can say about Pack Like Sardines. It's a good song. I mean... Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's no everything in its right place, but I think it's a proper opener for uh, for what this album is. For every mm-hmm. song, past, present, and future, I'm just missing... I mean, it's no motion picture soundtrack, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> um... This Geico commercial, that's no motion picture soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but was motion picture soundtrack in a Geico commercial... I would love to it see... It should be. It, I would love to see a really dramatic sad geico commercial that's five minutes long and then as soon as as soon as the the like the pause in between the two parts of that song happen like as soon as the second like the coda to that song happens i just want to see a really slow fade into the geico logo (laughs) and underneath it says directed by paul thomas anderson oh he's back again (laughs) he never left uh, speaking of Paul Thomas Anderson and Radiohead, I'm about to make you watch, uh, later on, a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson-directed Radiohead videos. <laughs> oh, so his uh, his relationship has been uh, not Fruitful. just with uh, anime. It's yeah. been before. Yeah. The thing, I refuse to call it anima because it's, I mean, it's so close. It's right there. I was it's thinking right about there. that the other night. It's it's right there. Just fucking call it anime, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Tom York has ever watched anime before? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and that would be a that would be a great time for him to like call if, in. If if Sturgill Simpson watched anime, then Tom York watches anime. <laughs> I what what anime did Sturgill Simpson? He made watch? a whole anime. <laughs> it's so weird. It's it's not out yet. I think it comes out like at the end of the month or middle what? of the of October. So Sturgill Simpson, I love Sturgill Simpson, great country uh, musician. Uh, is releasing an album called so- Sound and Fury. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm, um, okay. And it's supposed to be this complete opposite of his last album, which was very lush and beautiful and sweet. This one's just supposed to be kind of like a, a gut bucket, uh, grimy rock and roll record, which I also like. Uh, mm-hmm. But he worked with a bunch of really well-known uh, anime directors and animators and writers, and they're apparently releasing a companion film to this album on Netflix the same day that the album comes out. And it's this really interesting half computer animated, like cell shaded half anime movie. And it's like, Sturgill, this is great, but I uh, wonder how much of this has to do with the actual album. Country music anime Netflix al- uh, album movie show. It sounds like you're having a stroke when you're yeah, saying that. I'm, I'm starting to, I've had too much coffee and this is too many. <laughs> <laughs> Too many odd things for my brain. Can we talk about Pyramid Song, please? Hold on, yes. wait. Before we move on to Pyramid Song, I have one more thing to say about Sturgill Simpson. And it's that he looks like country Jeremy Renner. <laughs> no, Jeremy Renner is country Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Look at him. Yeah, that fucking face. Look, he's got an app. Sturgill's got an album. <laughs> R.I.P. Jeremy Renner app. <laughs> it was one day, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Pyramid Song. Yes. This is the song <sighs> that was in um the Kid A review for, from Pitchfork. Oh, was it? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. At the very beginning. And he called it Egyptian Song for some reason. I think that may have been a working <laughs> title. I, can, I'm surprised that we didn't like get into that before in the Kid A episode. But, like, I mean, we, we have a full episode of you reading it, so we don't need to get into it too much. But, whew. That's yeah. some that's some writing. I I have yet to listen to that episode. I think it was just put up last night or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but I haven't listened to that episode. Could you give me like a 20 second like recap of what is happening? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Nikki says, how'd, how'd the person write that with one hand? Yeah, it's the most, it's the most, like, <laughs> like, I mean, Pitchfork is Pitchfork, but like, even by Pitchfork standards, it's the most masturbatory thing I've ever read Early from Pitchfork them. is abysmal. It oh, is just awful. the worst yeah. writing on Earth. Oh, God. Yeah. So anyway, Pyramid Song makes a... Pyramid Song. Makes a, I'm sorry, Egyptian Song. Uh, <sighs> has a little cameo in it. Um, the song itself... Uh, Ignoring the the pitchfork meme that is that article, um, this one's good. Yeah, yeah. this one's some good stuff. I, as soon as the piano came in, I was like, "Oh no, this is gonna make me feel emotions, isn't it?" And did then it? I kind of did. Oh. It kind of did a little bit. I think yeah. what got me was the um, the like switching between playing on the off and on the on beats. Well, that sort of like messed with my brain. You know how it's just sort of it's very. There's not like you can't really hold on to a rhythm there. It's very I love um, stuff like that. Oh yeah, no that that always gets me. Like as someone who records almost exclusively to a click track, uh, mm. when using uh, uh, like a GarageBand interface, I really want to do more shit like that. That completely throws a listener, like it throws them it throws them for a loop in a way that makes them pay more attention to what's happening, and I really love that about this song oh yeah i don't think if, if it wasn't for that i wouldn't have been so drawn into it not that it's bad without it but it's like that's it really makes it and um it's very like when those drums kick in oh i just wanted to go ape shit i love that it was oh, so good yeah. it's like it kind of it kind of feels like something being inflated and deflated over and over again that's what i kind of feel like this song feels like Ooh. that makes any sense Somebody on, I think, Twitter, it looks like, has a theory about Pyramid Song, and I'm reading this from Genius, that the song's name is geometrically derived from the length of its notes. Like, the amount of notes that are in in the rhythm create, basically, a mm. 3D pyramid, which sounds extremely fake. Like in a spectrogram, or, like, You have what? to see an image to understand it. Hold I, on. I think, yeah, I think the it's like when you line up like writing down hold on i'm gonna bring this up but i'm just gonna say it's like uh previous page yes i want to look at the page please let me look at the image yeah what please god okay yeah this i've seen this before it's a little bullshit oh, okay. but it looks very interesting yeah it's a little it's a little too uh galaxy brain for it's me, very but... time cube yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's Pyramid Song. I mean, I'm looking at it. That is <laughs> technically Pyramid Song. That, that yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Macy said this was on Genius, Genius.com, the page yeah. for Pyramid Song. Yes. So listeners at home, pull up that image and just time cube yourself away with it. Print out the, print out the song. Fold it up. <laughs> fold up. Fold up this song. Uh. Isn't TimeCube, like, lightly anti-Semitic, too? Oh, it's awful. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's very homophobic, very anti-Semitic. Um, I, I feel a little bit bad making jokes about it, because the man was clearly not well. Um, but I mean, four corners, am I right? Yeah. All right. Anyway. Pyramid Song's good. Uh, Al, yeah. what do you think? <laughs> yeah, uh, Pyramid Song, it's good. Uh, I, I always have a hard time understanding what Tom York is saying 
uh, most of the time. Uh, yeah. His voice is mixed and sung in a way that it kind of just becomes an instrument, and that sounds very kid a jerk off review but uh <laughs> yeah but i think that's what they were going for right yeah i mean he's just he's just a little ghost boy and he's floating yeah. through these songs <laughs> oh, oh wait before go. before we move on uh apparently colin greenwood johnny greenwood's father um said in an interview uh in 2000 the inception of the song was and this is verbatim from colin um, the inception of the song was when we were in Copenhagen and Tom went round the Museum of Culture. That's so British. <laughs> oh, I'm just popping by the museum. Have a just go round it a little bit. Oh, I also went round the round the museum. <laughs> Didn't go in the museum. I just kind of walked around. <laughs> have you all, have you all seen that image of Tom York at the at the Louvre? <laughs> no, no. Is it as great as Billy Corgan on the roller coaster? Oh my oh. god! I that think is about my that. Act- that is my actual background to my phone. Because <laughs> every time I get a message, I just see his wonderful frown, and it's like, oh, what a what a horrible person you are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold Speaking on, of the... things that are horrible. Oh, no. Let's talk about Polk Pole Revolving Doors. Horrible? I hate this song. I'm going to let you two hash this out real quick. <laughs> and, hold on. I just saw Tom <laughs> The fucking museum. The okay, you you have oh you have God. your moment with him at the Louvre. <laughs> this song fucking sucks. I'm I, sorry. I oh fucking boy. love pull pull revolving doors. Legitimately, I, I, oh, it like it's so. I wanted to like it the first time. I was like, okay, I get what they're going for. And then the second listen, it's just it made me very irritated. I don't like listening to it. It's it's repellent. I it's it's just it's nothing. It's it's not even filler. I don't even know what to call it. There's Ugh. so many doors and you need to know about them. Oh, some doors open, some doors close, some let you in, some let you out. Tom, you know how doors work. Sometimes you gotta poke the doors, you know? <laughs> <laughs> What's that all about, too? <laughs> um, I, oh, God, poke is like a Norwegian word for fish or something. I don't know. Oh, not so, even. Of course. Uh, a poke is a sled that's being pulled by dogs while a person skis behind it to maneuver the vehicle. These sleds are often used to carry various goods. Why Radiohead has not yet disclosed why Polk is included in the title, it could further tie into the song's symbolism for control and decision-making. Yeah, Nikki, there you go. <laughs> oh, I'm wrong. The song actually is fun to listen to now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this song is fucking incredible as the Lord intended it. I, it just doesn't do anything. I will say this. It is not a good song, but um, it's very... It's for, Okay, first off, it's too long. Mm-hmm. I'm, yes, yeah, it's you're about right. a it's about a minute too long, um, but I I just like the sounds. Like I know it's not a good song, but I like how it sounds. That drum I like good. The, I like I like the weird little piano interlude that kind of pokes its head through it. Uh, it's it's a it's not a pleasant sounding song, but it's a very tactile, very ASMR-y kind of song. I like. I don't know. No, I think that's why I don't like it. It's it hits that weird ASMR button that I don't like being pushed. It's it, it just that's fair. Uh, I I want to like it. I really do. I I get what they're doing. I like what the song's about about control and blah, 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 but the song it anti fucks. It <laughs> anti slaps. It's an anti slap. It's an I, Amish I song. I think it both slaps and fucks. 
Yeah. I can't, I I don't think I've disagreed with you stronger than I have right now. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad to be here for what breaks the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I glad can, I'm a witness here. Can I tell you a little bit more about the uh, little piano loop, Al, since you mentioned it? Yes, please. That is a piano loop from an early version of and Nikki, you don't know anything about this yet. You'll find out. Um Cool. It is uh, a piano loop from an early version of True Love Waits. Really? God, so that song is just kind of the DNA of Radiohead at this point. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. We'll get to it, Nikki. I think we got to do a whole episode on True Love Waits at this point. Yeah, essential. Real quick, True Love Waits is kind of a song that has been redone and redone and played live a billion times. It's like the fan favorite. And mm-hmm. other than being on a live album, which y'all, y'all will get to soon enough, I think, uh, it did not get recorded on in a studio fashion uh and put on an album until the last radiohead album oh so it's oh, just yeah, kind wow. of been like this weird little uh thing that's and never they could never get right and it's existed since the bends yeah oh, see i like that they keep doing that where it's like no let's hold off on this one we're not good enough yet <laughs> or, yeah. or, or like we haven't figured this one out you know. There's one that plays during Meeting People is Easy. I don't know if you remember, uh, one called um, Big Ideas, or Nude, uh, that we won't hear until far much later. Hmm. I gotta go back and watch that movie. Or not. Uh, <laughs> Those are your <laughs> options, that's true. I mean, I just watched uh, I just watched Down by Law the other day, so I feel like that and uh, Meeting People is Easy could kind of sync up a little bit. That's true. Hmm. Um, I... I don't know why meeting people is easy reminds me of Downton Abbey, but I saw an ad for the Downton Abbey movie the other day as I was driving down Santa Monica Boulevard, and <laughs> um, I'm not white, so I didn't know Downton Abbey had a movie coming out in two weeks. Anyway, that's the whole idea. That's the whole thing. I'm Did not you, a... Have you seen Corpse Bride? Uh, no. Ugh, God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you seen... Are you familiar with the idea of of poor people, uh, rich people live in a nice house, but the people who work for them are actually fun and interesting as well. Because it, <laughs> yeah, that, it's that the is, whole conceit of the show. Oh, poor people are That's literally the whole conceit of the show. Yeah, like it's some revelation, like uh, revelation, like just fucking. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> you with your maid stuff, and me with my pile of gold you and your cronies let's talk about who's you and whose army <laughs> yes please <laughs> i'm so glad like uh, polk, polk i hate saying polk <laughs> the, the doors song like lost me i was like oh d- fuck this and then you and whose army pulled me right back can in. you imagine if uh polk pull revolving doors was done by the doors <laughs> i would hate it yes i more. can actually <laughs> there are my I- doors <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate that band so oh, goddamn much that uh, band just needs to fall off oh look at us we don't have a bassist no one's <laughs> impressed you don't need a bassist but that's not why that is interesting <laughs> right. i love it's like oh fuck i, I don't want to talk about the doors i want to talk about uh you and who's army which I is hey doors top you and who's army is a like a top three favorite radiohead song of mine mm. It's, I could I could see it being up there. I haven't I haven't compiled the list yet. That's for when the podcast ends and yeah. in a in a couple decades. But um, I have some wonderful news about this song. Yeah, we're getting into the territories about Tony Blair. 
Oh. Hell yes. <laughs> oh, so the, the titular you is Blair, and the Tony army Blair. is the Royal the Air army. Force, yeah. I think. <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, I can understand his, uh, it's it's powerful, this song. He's definitely, he's got some emotions going it's on like here. Billy Holiday song for the first half. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I love the sound of that really muted, uh, not muted, but just like muffled, actually, is a better word for it. That yeah. really muffled jazz guitar. I just, oh, it's my favorite sound in the world. Yeah, no, and it's, it really, it really fucking, oh, it's I good. love this song. It's a beautiful. Yeah. Like, I got chills. This is, this is the good ASMR where I got the good tingles. When it comes up to the You Ride Tonight verse, oh. <laughs> Do you ever worry how much of this podcast is y'all and now me included just saying how great a song is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we kind of wasted all our negative energy on Pablo Honey. <laughs> yeah, and then like I had like a surge with the last song and now I'm just back to Oh, you know what? These guys are good. <laughs> ah, there's a couple more songs you could hate. They lost me. You got me back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, they didn't lose me for very long. Yeah. Um cuz yeah, I just Oh my god. I love how um like the contrast between the very um confident lyrics and how fucking defeated Tom sounds when he's singing them. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I thought that like really made the song. He sounds like he's kissing around a big nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I that's a one well, again. I never actually thought of that. Uh, it's damn. That's actually a really great little vocal. It's vocal acting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With... It turns out I know stuff. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's. I mean, I I do get that sometimes with, you know. I wish there were more kind of, I mean, I guess this is a protest song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wish there were more protest songs that actually go into, I'm very angry and I want things to change, but at the same time, I'm also kind of fucking terrified about everything right now. Yeah. 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 It's it's either, it's one or the other a lot of yeah. the time. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think this song is about, it's, 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 is it okay? Is it Praxy or Banksy? First of all, no, no, real quick, uh, Praxy. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? No, 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 no. But what is that? It's, it's like, like Praxis Banksy. Yeah, Banksy, but with like a purpose. Like when he shredded that painting after it got sold at an auction. Gotcha. That's Praxy. Banksy is just spray Dismal painting land. Mickey Mouse ears yeah. on Ronald McDonald. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this is Praxy. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. It is praxy. It's it's um it's not a hard praxy. It's a very soft praxy. Yeah, it's yes. like centrism. Yeah, <laughs> it's like war is mm. wrong. Yeah, we get it, but are you gonna do something about it? Yeah. No, I'm just gonna sing a sad song. <laughs> 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 that's that's Tom York in general. Are you gonna do something about it? No. <laughs> no, I'm too sad. No. Uh, I don't have to. <laughs> I want to though. I yeah. really want to. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, just so busy. I mean, with all these albums, I all mean, this anime. Uh, <laughs> look, it takes us like six years to make one eight-song album. What do you want us to do? <laughs> oh man, I, uh, Nikki, you're gonna be so pissed when we get to the King of Limbs. <laughs> A very good album. Yeah. I'll stand by that thing. But I wait. What's what's gonna piss it me off? It is 15 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> it isn't, but it's their shortest record. 
<laughs> but that's good. Yeah, my whole thing is if it's longer than 40 minutes, I get bored. Yeah, like I just put out an eight song, 30 minute album, and that was on purpose. And, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah, like I think it's good, but a lot of people hate it more than they love it, yeah. unfortunately. Because yeah. of the length? I think it was the weight for the album. Yeah, you weren't there oh. in real time. I was from 2007 to 2011. We had no content, basically. Okay. Oh and yeah, thirty-seven minutes, thirty-four seconds. Okay, I could. I mean, I like that though. I mean, I I have a hard time putting out anything that's longer than twenty-five minutes. So I, I don't know. That doesn't bother me. But but I can see why people would be like, "Well, that's it." Yeah, especially when we got like two discs of content for In Rainbows. Yeah. Was that before or after? Before. Okay. I well, mean, I we're might be ahead wrong, of though. ourselves, but yeah, you could be wrong. <laughs> I might be wrong. <laughs> so that's a song on Amnesiac, and I think we should talk about it. No. No? Oh. Oh. No. Podcast over. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about it. I might be wrong. Um. So, yeah, I was, uh, you and Who's Army, very good. And I was like, okay, better not pull another Doors song on me. And then they come up with I Might Be Wrong. And it's like, okay, this is computer to me. Is and it then computer, this is computer but, to you. Well, no. At first, I'm I'm just describing my first listen. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> so at first, I was like, okay, this is a little computer to me. And then all of a sudden, it's Beck. Oh, I never I, thought I, of it that way. I love that shaggy-haired like, blonde man. Yeah, it sounds like Beck a little bit. That that I don't know how it goes, but you know, it sounds like Beck. It's actually Johnny playing in drop D. So imagine <laughs> Johnny Greenwood, uh, Colin Greenwood's son, uh, playing <laughs> playing guitar in drop D, wearing like a Beck wig. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm there. <laughs> Ooh, oh, that's good. I just got that. yeah. Mm-hmm. And imagine, imagine Tom York hearing a Beck song, say like "Loser" or mm-hmm. anything from Odalay, and being like, "Oh, oh." I want to I want to copy this man's nonsense. <laughs> this is something to aspire to. <laughs> now, I love Beck, but uh, you got to uh, make fun of him. <laughs> you have to legally. <laughs> Look at him. Especially when just before this, I think he, Beck was doing like Midnight Vulture stuff where he was like real horny on main. Mm, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh I might be wrong computer back it's good i like it um it feels like a b-side uh, really i mean a little bit like see that's the thing i know you said that it's a cliche that people are like oh this is like the kid a b-sides but it kind of is and i feel wow. like i i'm sorry I know. Okay. I thought, it's just i've never heard anyone say that yeah, but i think, need i need new opinions if you that's think this is a b-side thing. wait till you hear the kid a amnesiac b-sides that are oftentimes Ooh. better than the album itself <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing. I'm not saying that it's a B-side is a bad thing, because, I mean, a B-side for Kid A, probably my favorite of their albums at this point, I'm all on board. I like this song. I just get why they're like, let's put this one on Amnesiac. I have a lot of controversial opinions this episode. Yeah, I've never heard anyone (laughs) describe this song as sounding a B-side, but it's okay if you feel that way. I am just here to say that I am very team. I might be wrong. Yeah, I I might be wrong with rules. This song... I I know that people like to God, can we can we just can we just mm-hmm. take one second and just admit that the guitar is a good instrument? 
It is. Oh yeah, I mean, and I've I, come, I've come around. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you can do so many great things with a guitar, and you know, as we all know, anyone can play guitar. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I just love this riff. Is like a fucking bullet train that just flattens mm. you immediately, and it just keeps flattening you. It's a. I love the song. I love the riff. The drum loop on this song is fun and complicated, but in a fun way. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I like. I. I don't want to sound like oh B side, because I, I, mean, I, I, do, I'm, I'm, I do like it. And you know, I will say, um, I was like, yeah, okay. And then the outro happened. Oh God. And I then I was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really tied the whole thing together for me. The moment that uh, that solo guitar comes in is when my soul leaves my body in such a good way. Mm. People who can use bands and artists who can use pauses really well are I just love that shit. Just like yeah. the, uh, I just I, <laughs> I I am at that point where I just want to say it's good, it's very good. Everyone should listen to it and I have nothing <laughs> and I have nothing smart or interesting to say. This... Welcome to picking up something good. Then, <laughs> uh, this song reminds me a lot of um, a lot of the songs on Hail to the Thief. It, yes. It feels like a proto Hail to the Thief. Yes, it does. And I was telling Nick the other day, I'll give you three guesses as to who the thief is and who we're hailing. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, now, who's that wacky thief? <laughs> uh, the song rolls. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Anyway, uh, we're here at the knife fight, so we should get our knives out. Yeah, like the bad music video. What? Tie our <laughs> wrists together. Oh. And... <laughs> you know, was that bad, or am I thinking of? Anyway, we're not here to talk about Michael Jackson. We're here to talk about Knives Out. Blowout's Big Brother. <laughs> what? Blowout's Big Brother. Big Knives Out. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh my God. In that it's called Knives Out, but also I do honestly feel like it's like a, it's an almost spiritual successor to Blowout. Kind of? Maybe? I don't know why I picked up on that. Mostly because of the joke. Anyway, ignore me. <laughs> I like really it. Violent. I like it too. I, <laughs> um, this riff, can we talk about this juicy ass riff? Oh, this fucking, oh yeah. Juicy. Juicy. It, it's the closest a, a Radiohead song ever gets to like beach music. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. why I like it so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's got that surf riff, that fucking Dick Dale nonsense yeah. that I love. Got a really, like, honestly, I don't throw this word around a lot. Beautiful vocal melody. Yes. I also, the drum, the drumming on this album, this whole album has amazing drums, but the drumming on this song in particular is incredible. Fucking yeah. Philip is killing it. Good job, Phil. Hey, have any of you listened to the Flaming Lips cover of this? Oh, Ooh. yeah, that does exist. I used to be a big Flaming Lips fan. I forgot that happened. You know what? I did listen to it, but at the time I didn't realize it was a cover. It's, uh, it's good. Yeah, it's it's not this one, it's, it's a cover. <laughs> it's covering Radiohead is almost impossible to fuck up, uh, in my opinion, because the songs are already really good and as long as you kind of follow the song you're yeah. not you're not going to do anything bad unless you make a conscious effort to say well i'm smarter than this song <laughs> yeah you can't do a devo cover of a radiohead song you gotta like 
stick to the plan a little now you, bit. Now you can do a Devo cover of Radiohead song. <laughs> yes. However, there, there's not a single Radiohead cover I don't like. Mm-hmm. Except for, um, I used to really, really like this, and then some things happened that you all know what what you all know what happened as soon as I mention it. Hard and firm, uh, Chris Hardwork and some other guy, um, yes, yeah, had Rodeo Head, which was fun at the time. Mm, oh, that's right. It's a country cover of a bunch of Radiohead songs, and I thought it was hysterical. And then points, <laughs> I guess. And the world, the world thought a lot of things about Chris Hardwork were hysterical. Apparently. Like at midnight, apparently was funny to a ton of people. I like that show. I gotta there say, were... I did like that show, but it, yeah, it was never about him. It was it always depending on on who who was on the show. With Fucking him. Jeff Tweedy was on that show. He was great. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> what is what, what's Jeff Tweedy doing these days? Like, what's what's his like day to day? New Wilco album. Wait, really? Yeah, coming out in October. Whoa! Oh, I didn't know. Thanks, Wilco Tweedy. Was still doing stuff. Oh yeah. Do you think he's like Wilco are just coasting musically at this point? Are they? Uh, I think they realize <laughs> they have. N- they're at a very uh, admirable part in their career, in my opinion, that they have discovered. Uh, that a lot of bands probably should discover these days, uh, that they have nothing left to prove. And so a lot of their albums are just, uh, for them, which yeah. I also enjoy. Yeah, cause. Oh man, I want to get to that point so bad. The last one I listened right. to was Star Wars. That was pretty good. That one was good. That was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to Tweeting Up Something Good, a limited number <laughs> podcast about Wilco. My name is Mitt. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, Knives Out. I, you know, the one thing I will say about this, um, it's a very normal track compared to the rest of the album, which makes it yeah. the weird one in a yeah. way. You know, like this is very like, whoa, this is almost a rock song. Okay. I liked that. Also, I thought it kind of reminded me of the Smiths, the way the, the guitars jangled about. I appreciated that. Um, yeah, that's all I got for Knives Out. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Normal. Normal is weird, though, because the lyrics are... They're about eating a, mou- a mouse and, like, cutting somebody's head off and cooking it. Oh, yeah. I mean, normal was in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, we're about to eat some dude's head. Better get your knives out. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna, it's gonna happen a lot more with Brexit. <laughs> oh, boy. We are we... so unqualified to talk about Brexit. I uh, I think we talk about Brexit every week, and we have nothing. We don't. We don't know what it is. No one knows. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what Brexit is. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I know about it. Why don't they just not do it? Like, <laughs> uh, oh, but there was a referendum. Hey, it was a bad idea. And what if you just stopped? Don't what if you were just it. like. Hey, maybe we just go back to not doing it. Don't I don't right. know. I don't mean to speak for an entire country, but could you just not? Just How don't. about you just not? If it were me, I would simply not do Brexit. R.I.P. to Margaret <laughs> Thatcher, but I'm different. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh-oh. Jeez, whoa. Is that the morning bell? <laughs> What? I'm having a feed my computer. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, Tom, just—it's not even worth getting into. Let's talk about Morning Bell. <laughs> again, let's do this again. Okay. Um, 
I think that this is the better version of Morning Bell. Yes. <laughs> and also, is that the bell in the background? Did Is he, like, neglecting the computer throughout the whole song? Yeah, he's busy recording, so he's like, listen, the computer can get the dog food after we record. Or it's like a, uh, or it's like a Kubrick, uh, uh, Shelley Duvall thing, where it's like, I need the computer to be in pain. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Actually, that's a good way of describing this set of albums. Like, sometimes <laughs> the computer isn't okay, and shouldn't be. <laughs> the computer is in pain. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, um, I hate this bit so much, I just want to say. What bit? Okay. <laughs> We've ne- we're always deadly serious on this podcast. I don't know if you, have you heard any of our episodes? I mean... This is the I'm in your city trick to I'm in your city B. <laughs> uh, yes. Where it's just a much better version of the song. Anyway, Nikki, what do you think? <laughs> oh, I don't think you guys are going to like this opinion of mine. Oh, uh, well, it's all right. Okay, it really ready. is all right. <laughs> it kind of sucks compared to Kid A's version. No, I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trying to be a contrarian. I swear it's to God. A, no, it's fine. It's I I love this version. Uh, I think the Kid A version kind of sucks ass. Oh. Uh, it's just like I know that. Uh, like I know it's. It's a fun joke to, you know, goof on Tom York being kind of emotionless or being, like, very cold. But I feel like the original version of uh, Morning Bell is very tossed off. Like, that really? one, Like that one sounds like the B-side to me. That's funny because I have the exact same thing in my notes about this one where this just... It feels a little lifeless compared to the, like, 5-4 grooviness of the first one. I... Ah, I just, I just love the big orchestral Danny Elfman-esque <laughs> shit that's happening in the song. It's, I do th- feel like this is the one that Tom liked the most. In ter- this, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but I, I get a better uh, feel of emotion from this version than the uh, Kid A version. This one mm. feels like Morning Bell Christmas. Yes. <laughs> um. Morning Bell Christmas remix. Do you want to hear what Tom said about this song? Or and yeah. Ed? Oh. Yes. Uh, Ed, Ed, Ed popping says, in. Uh, we record different versions of songs, and the new one is is the first time it's been strong enough to bear, bear hearing again. Most of the other versions get scrapped halfway through. Tom York says, Morning Bell Amnesiac was included because it came from such a different place from the other version, because we only found it again by accident after having forgotten about it, because it sounds like a recurring dream. It felt right. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, no, that fits. Again, I don't mean to say this is a bad version. I just think, here's what I'll say. I think this, I although I prefer the Kid A version, I think this one is still very good because it's it's Morning Bell. I like it very much. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect. It fits with Amnesiac. It it wouldn't it wouldn't work on Kid A, and the Kid A version wouldn't yeah, work agree. on Amnesiac. Mm-mm. And oh, I totally. like yeah, I I like that we have both. Yeah, porque no los dos, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm reading the genius comments on Morning Bell Amnesiac, and um, if very... I di- if I didn't know what genius was, I would just think that you're just putting down the comments. <laughs> this <laughs> genius, genius over com- here, <laughs> this motherfucker. Um, the very the, the very first comment here is from Nico Mercado. Uh, it's got 279 upvotes. It looks like. Um, mm. very bluntly says. <laughs> <laughs> 
This song is about divorce. No, it's not. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> no source. No reasoning for why Nico That's thinks true. that. That's just true. boom. That's like going to like any given animal collective uh, song, and then in the comments being like, "This one's about drugs." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, of course it is, but it's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. You can definitely read it as divorce. I mean, it's probably not about it, but I don't think it's not not about divorce. I mean, I think... you could you could read that lyric. You cut the kids in half, which is such a ah. I think it's I love, that Bible thing. That lyric. Yeah, it could also be that Bible thing. The Bible thing where they cut the kids in half. I didn't read the Bible. Oh, I went to Catholic school. I can tell you a lot about uh, the Bible, which oh, is weird. Catholic cons- school buddies. Considering that I went to a Catholic school and no one else read the fucking Bible. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I uh, I had one year of Catholic school, so I, I, I don't feel like I super qualify, but it was bad, and um, I was very gay, and everyone kind of picked up on it very quickly, including the teachers. And they're like, here, here's a here's a Bible thing you'll be interested in. And it's just like, we think you should die. And it's like, okay, cool. Thanks, authority figure. Um, <laughs> I, I went to Catholic school for uh, nine years. Ooh. And uh, it was not great. I yeah. would say that middle school was a lot worse than high school because traditionally middle school is a lot worse than high school. Yeah, no, I had eighth grade was my was my Catholic school year, oh, which is fuck, the worst part Jeez. of middle school because you're like you're right there, you're just so close and you're so if, angry and horny uh, and just sad. Yeah, um, and, my- and they forced me to wear khakis during the whole thing, which did not help. Oh, yep, I gotta tell same. you, I never went to any sort of Catholic school because my parents um, my parents are weird. Um, well, I think it's better off. I was um, gonna say that sounds fine. <laughs> I, I, I went to public school, and I went to this school, and I'm gonna shout them out right now. Fuck Lamar Louise Curry Middle School. Um, mm. They called us the Turtle School in the Miami area because everybody else had like cool black polos as uniforms. We had green T-shirts that we had to tuck in and wear a belt on khaki pants. <laughs> well, not T-shirts, they... sorry, but oh, like boy. polos. <laughs> Did they give you fucking cell phone clips for your belts too? And little little Tiva sandals with white socks? Come on. Let me oh. ask you this. Let me ask you this though. In terms of uh I went to yeah, I'm gonna s yeah, fuck it. Uh St. Mary Magdalene's Catholic School in Apex, North Carolina. Fuck that school. Fuck school it. school almost literally killed me. Uh the uniform there was khaki pants, which is prerequisite, apparently. Mm-hmm. And burgundy, uh, mm, these these weirdly comfortable burgundy polo shirts. Uh, I kind of can't look at that color anymore because of how yeah. it's ruined yeah. an entire color for me. Yeah, it's it's wild. If I see someone in a forest green polo and khakis, I want to kill them. It's wow. like a, it's a it's an instinct thing. <laughs> That's say, precisely what the colors were. Yeah, I I will say. The plaid ties they made all the quote boys wear, pretty good. Pretty good. I like yeah. a plaid tie. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said I like pad tie, and I'm like, damn, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, I mean, I love pad tie, but I like plaid ties just slightly less than I like pad tie. You know what I like more what than pad happening? tie? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like more than pad tie? I like what? dollars and cents by Radiohead. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, I can't remember this song. I'm sorry, Paul, I can't remember this song. Oh, but it's so good. Okay, Dollars and Cents 
it starts off fucking and just keeps on trucking. Is that, is that the, is that the one with song. the, is that the one with like the bass line? It's like, dun, 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 dun. is that, I don't know. Yes. 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 It's okay, exact, cool. it sounds exactly Won't like that. Won't you quiet <laughs> down? That one. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. You, now you're getting it. All right. Yeah. yeah. That, the, I, and on that note, that bass line is just, oh, it's so, so buttery smooth. Oh, just, you love that oh, bass. I just want to put it on toast. It's so buttery smooth. Oh, I love it. I love this song. Some more Dig Dale ju- drumming uh, going on in this one, if I yeah. remember. It's that very, like, I mean, fuck it. This is a jazz album. <laughs> it's jazz, baby. Yeah. And yeah, no, and this and this one is uh, it's got like such a, a lovely buildup of the energy, and it just like it gets it culminates in this whole big explosion. It's good. It's got some good harmonies. I can't stress it enough. Dollars and cents, fucks. Dollars yeah. and cents. It's another. It's another Banksus. <laughs> Banksus. Banksus. Um, because literally the chorus is, "We are the dollars and cents, and the pounds and the pence." I get it. Mm. I fucking get it, money. Yeah, yeah, money, oh, yeah. This is the same thing as Pink Floyd's Money, but it is a very good song musically. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Shots fucking fired. I thought I was going to be you got, the one you with got the most a, controversial opinion. You got a problem, you got a problem with 7-4, bud? <laughs> no, but also, I, I don't have a problem with, the, with Pink Floyd's Money musically, nor do I have a problem, honestly, with Dark Side of the Moon in any way. Mm-hmm. Um... You would expect somebody who is uh, this jaded to hate it, yeah. but lyrically, I don't like "Money" by Pink Floyd. No, oh, it's not the a lyrics. Good. They really phoned it in. They're awful. It's most like, most Pink Floyd lyrics are bad. It's like <laughs> yeah. boomers like this. Yeah, yeah. But that <laughs> bass line, though. Hey there! Welcome to pinking up something good. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Oh, it's so good. Uh, this song's good. Uh, this, yeah. song's, this song's very, very good. I don't know what else to say. I'm just thinking about that Pink Floyd money bass line. Uh, this, uh, see, this one, I and I hate to say this like uh, two songs in a row. This okay. one, this one kind of sounds like a piece side to me. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Like I could, I would rather have. Uh, I don't know. I would rather get rid of this one and just have. Uh, Knives Out go right into uh, the next song. Uh, wait, hold on real quick. Um, Al, are you familiar with any of the Admusiac B-sides? Yes, a little bit. Uh, I do. I make a lot of playlists for mm-hmm. fun. So I took all of the B-sides for Kid A and Amnesiac and kind of made a little album of them. I would uh, rather <laughs> I would rather pull this song off and put like Worrywart or Fog on there. Yes. Yes, those are two stronger songs, yes. in my opinion. I'm very excited for that B-Sides episode, so I can hear them. Uh, B-Sides, like are, seven B-Sides episodes. are good. B-Sides are really good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Let's talk about the next song, Hunting Bears. I love it. I love it. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> it's okay for what it is, it which is a not of, a whole lot. It reminds me of Can a little yeah. bit. The guitar I, of yeah. Can. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I don't know, it's, 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 it just sounds like Johnny just dinking around. And the man can certainly dink. I will not, uh, I won't deny his dinking abilities, but it is still just Johnny dinking around. <laughs> Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It could be worse. 
Oh, absolutely. This is from Radiohead's website via Genius. Uh, okay. Remember when I showed you all like the labyrinthine OG Radiohead websites? Oh, I th- I think I spent like two hours going through oh that. Oh my god, I I yes, I I am familiar with old Radiohead websites. Um, the amnesiac version of the site had lyrics for hunting bears. Oh, and, all right. Okay. And here they are. Let's get oh, into it. Oh no. Okay. Cool. Bears, giant bears. <laughs> they will eat me and you. Run back to the house before they catch us. Wee hee hee, can't catch me. We're going on a bear hunt. We're going on a bear hunt? <laughs> Still, wee hee hee, can't catch me. <laughs> that, I I mean, okay, so I have a, a newfound appreciation for what we did get. Because, wow, that is some Pink Floyd level stuff. Wee hee hee! Wee hee hee! A bear hunt shall it's we a go! go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Can I, can I say? Yeah. I think they could pull that off. <laughs> I this think is, they could pull it off. I I really uh, do. This song was written, um, uh, Tom York was getting real, real into an advanced copy. They always get advanced copies of video games. They're Radiohead. They're a big band. Um, <laughs> they got an advanced copy of Super Mario Sunshine. No. And he was listening to a lot of uh, Mario jumping sounds. Like, he wouldn't even play the game. He wouldn't even move the character. <laughs> You'd just press the A button to hear him go, Wee! Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, hold on. That's bullshit. You gotta run to get that third jump. Oh yeah, oh. you do. Damn. Damn, you caught me lying. <laughs> Major League Gamer finally uh, caught oh. me lying on this podcast. <laughs> the one time. The one time. Uh, oh yeah. So hunting bears could have been worse. Well, here's the thing. A genius says it's reminiscent of Ry Cooter's work and uh, Neil Young's Dead Man soundtrack, which is kind of spot yeah. on. And also that one Brian Eno track. I guess that's why I'm not super thrilled about it, because Neil Young's Dead Man soundtrack didn't do a whole lot for me. It doesn't do a whole lot as an album. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, that's true. Um, that is definitely a... Yeah, Neil, we, we really <laughs> know that you like D major. <laughs> uh, we get it. Uh, right. You're a great guitar player and a great songwriter, but you kind of ch- you, you you need the film. You really yeah. do need the film, which is interesting. I that is one of those like, did you know? It's one of those did you knows that I always find fascinating because I wish I know people still kind of do this, but I wish more people would score film like this. Yeah. Which is just like watching it and playing along and seeing how you feel while watching it. I mean, oh, yeah. If you want to talk about scoring something emotionally, I really don't think there's a better way to that's, do that. Yeah, that's the most direct way to do it. I was actually watching a, it's funny that we, we brought this up because I was watching a video of him scoring it live. He's just the other him day. standing in front of the screen. Yeah, and he's just going to town on that, on that fucking guitar. And it was like, okay, yeah. He's doing it right there. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I also want to say, I have also seen that clip, and there is a big part of me that's like, "There's, there's no way that this is all he did." Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like, there's no way that this is the extent of the. I mean, I get that he definitely did that, but that also kind of feels like there he was putting on a bit of a show. I don't know, though. Fair. He is also know. Neil Young. That's so. what I was, That was my <laughs> argument. He's Neil Young. Neil Young 
I'm trying to get Neil Young straight. He was Pono, right? It wasn't like... Yes. <laughs> okay. I was d- double checking because Neil Young and Bob Dylan kind of like meshed together in my mind. <laughs> I wish you hadn't said that because yeah. that's that's very sad. We're <laughs> straighten you out. <laughs> I mean... Now, see, now Bob Dylan is the one with the funny radio show that no longer exists. And Neil Young <laughs> is the one with the fucking Toblerone uh uh, music player. Yeah, the to- his Toblerone also no flats. longer exists. <laughs> right. He's still and got the, p- the store, I think. None of them sound good. <laughs> like, oh, really? They, they did a actual uh, sound comparison of what you hear on Pono and another, like, MP3 or MP4, and yeah. they... Anything... Everything either sounded pretty much the same, or the Pono sounded worse. <laughs> Lately, Neil Young is like Jack White if he'd bothered to use a computer. Yes. Which <laughs> oh my I god! Can you can you imagine Jack White using computers and that being his thing? Like, I I really want to talk about trans on a podcast someday. This probably isn't the one, but I I really want to go into how great that album is one day with with someone. Uh, yeah, even if it's just like me in a room talking about trans. And the people press record and they leave the room. Yeah, that could be a whole a whole series of every single episode. You're just talking. You're just talking about trans. Yes. <laughs> um, I still want to talk about Jack White though. <laughs> Do we though? In Do 2017, we? I went I'll to Third Man Records and I paid thirty dollars for a recording of me and my partner talking into the recording booth. Uh, and it is, uh, I hate Jack White so much, but it's a prized possession because it's very cute. Anyway, that's it. That's all I had to say. Yeah. Oh, I like that see, idea. Yeah. I just <laughs> wish lot. you didn't have to, I just wish you didn't have to go to Third Man Records for it. Insane. <laughs> yeah, we were mad about it too, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Cute little thing. All right. Speaking of p- plates, I don't know. I got nothing. Let's talk <laughs> about spinning plates. Oh, I love this. Yeah. This one rules. Really? This was was recorded Twin Peaks style, where he had to sing backwards to sing forwards. Yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, this is him in the red room, like, okay, yeah, I'm picking up these vibes. Oh, I got this song for you. And he played guitar and sang forwards, and he gave the band the recording. He's like, what? How did it get all backwards? And and you know, Johnny had like just fell into the bosom of Colin, his father, um, and then. <laughs> He started crying and cr- and cried for three hours, and that's how we got Johnny Greenwood's scoring career. Wow! Like if you cry every time. I don't like this song. Oh, oh! The tables oh, okay. have turned. The plates have spun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's your uh, what's your main grievance? Uh, I don't know. It kind it kind I kind of feel this way about spinning plates like uh you feel about uh Pol Polk. Uh it, it really it, I mean it's a because I felt very strongly about that and you don't seem to be yelling about it. Well it's <laughs> in the same way where it's I get it. It's a really cool effect. I think it's yeah. a very pretty song. But I also don't see how it's this big uh like heartbreaking uh, life-ending anthem that a lot of people seem to say it is. I don't think it's that. Yeah, I wouldn't call it that either. Is that the main like consensus? The on main it? consensus is that it is. A, oh, it's such a sad song. It's such a dour, depressing, beautiful song. And it's like, yeah, I get that, but yeah. it's it's not 
I mean, I've heard this song before. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say it's a little more, it's kind of a little more of a creepy vibe. Not creep as in Radiohead creep, but the actual act of being yeah. creeped out yeah, kind I, of vibe um, that I appreciate. I'm, I'm a sucker for backwards guitars. I don't know. There's something about it. That actually, that's like not it. a guitar. Oh. oh. That's not Uh-oh. a guitar. Um, so t- basically, it's the backing track for a song that will appear on the next record called I Will. Uh, an early version. Oh. Wowzers. Uh, oh, they like doing that, don't they? The band called it uh, Dodgy Craftwork, the original version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I want to hear I their Kraftwerk. version of Dodgy Craftwork. Just reverse the song, then. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. Great. Um, uh, during a live performance of the song in Montreal in 2003, Tom York introduced it by saying, This is dedicated to our glorious leaders, or at least some of them, who saw it fit to take us to a war that nobody wanted, kill thousands if not tens of thousands of innocent people, and they should go to their graves with that on their consciousness. Take it a step further, Tom, and just say, gu- fucking guillotine them. Yeah, what I don't know what he could be talking about, but he sure he sure feels very strongly about whatever that is. Yeah, whatever's like, about to like... happen. Hmm. Kind of feels like he's got some opinions about one or maybe multiple thieves. Mm. Yeah, I think. Uh, isn't isn't the the slogan for the UK "Hail to the Queen"? They should make a Radiohead album that is like instead of Queen, it's Thief. No, Ooh, I don't know. That's... I don't know about that one. That seems a little <laughs> too far for me. Oh, a little um, on the nose. I'm glad that you told me that story about him introducing the song because now I'm. I don't know. I have I I have a newfound appreciation for it now. I guess I don't know. I just it always kind of felt a little bit of an empty song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I did the really dumb thing by just listening to the album and not paying attention to the lyrics, uh, or at least not, or at least not, at least not reading the lyrics. But um, I don't know to to know that the idea for that song is kind of like a angry fuck you and it's not this dour uh head hang i don't know i like yeah. it i like it a bit more i like i like the song i just don't think it's a great song mm-hmm. yeah that's fair i mean i i do appreciate the while well, you make pretty speeches i'm being cut to shreds like political Ooh. connection to it because while everybody makes pretty speeches we're all being cut to shreds right now in 2019 mm-hmm. yeah. nothing is different God, Ooh. he was writing about that then. Uh, it's almost yeah. as if there were politics things happening then. Politics, am I right? It's almost like every single political leader since birth of the time. world, birth of time, has just been horrible and bad in their own special little way. Nikki, yeah. you mentioned that this was uh, that you found out that this was the last pre-9-11 Radiohead album. Yeah, um, we uh, we're recording this on the Friday the 13th after 9-11, which is fun. Um, and uh, I was thinking about that. Um, kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, weird that they managed to get um, essentially 16 years before it ever happened. They managed to record an album that's basically about the day Ted Cruz jacked off on Twitter. <laughs> right. And then blamed it on an intern. That was the best part of like, no, at first, at first it was like, oh, my Twitter got hacked, which like someone hacked into your Twitter to like a porn tweet. On 9-11? On 9-11. And then they changed it to, oh, an intern did it, which like. Was the intern? Really? I know a ton of interns and they have better sense than to jack off on 9-11. 
<laughs> yeah, well, at least they'll do it in like incognito mode. I mean, and that, not on Twitter. All of that sounds like the polar opposite of the Bill Clinton scandal. <laughs> like it's the bizarro version of the Clinton scandal. <laughs> like it has all the it has all the all the all the different tropes of it. It has all the different things that happen. You've got uh with Ted Cruz, it's just everything he does is just failure and sad. Every little thing he does is failure. Everything he does is fucking sad. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Speaking yeah. of things that are sad, let's talk about the media and life in a glass house. Yay, Ooh. it's my it's favorite. media. It's my favorite Radiohead song. This is a fucking jazz song, and I love it so much. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I picked up on the jazziness of Kid A, and then it, like, they really got it jazzy and amnesiac. I was not expecting, like, a literal jazz song to end this. <laughs> it's I, a, it's a New Orleans funeral march. Yeah. Uh, it is Ooh. my 100% without exaggeration, this is my favorite Radiohead song. I can see why. It's so good. I'm getting chills talking about it, because, like, holy shit, this, this is good. So great. I don't know what else to say. This is the whole show, right? It's just me. It's good. I don't know. Uh, but it, it's good. I don't know. <laughs> Can I tell you something about how this song came about? Please. Absolutely. And uh, the near miss that we had? Oh. Life in a Glass House was originally penned sometime after the band's magnum was OK Computer. Hmm. Yeah. So it was, it's an OK Computer era song that wow. they couldn't. Tom, Tom and Johnny and Colin and Ed and Phil... They couldn't put their little head and their two related father and son heads together. Um, <laughs> and they couldn't do it. They just couldn't, they just couldn't smack it. And then yeah. they got English trumpeteer Humphrey Littleton to, um, guest on the track. I'm sorry. Pause your story. That's the most British fucking sounding name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Humphrey that is... Littleton. <laughs> Humphrey Littleton, jazz extraordinaire. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Johnny Greenwood. He's four feet tall. <laughs> He's Jiminy fucking cricket. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Johnny Greenwood wrote to Humphrey Littleton um, and said that, you know, hey, we're a little stuck. We can't do it. And then Humphrey Littleton was, I got it. I'm a fix life in a glass house. <laughs> and hmm. fucking knocked it out of the damn park. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Shout out to Humphrey. To Humphrey. Sounds like Oogie Boogie. I just realized it sounds like Oogie Boogie. It this Oogie Boogie? song from the it, Nightmare Before Christmas. It does. This song. I've not seen that. This album has oh, like wow. Danny Elfman yeah. energy. Yeah, it's weird. I've seen Corpse Bride, but I haven't seen the actual good one. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good one either. Oh. Well, people say it's the good one. I I, I'm so sick of it as a Disneyland <laughs> annual pass holder. If I never had to see the Nightmare Before oh, Christmas Humble ever Brad, again. Right <laughs> well, here's my advice. What are you doing at Disney? What are you doing? Uh, because I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, I guess. I, well, <laughs> just real quick. First two things. I... I th- I, for a very long time, Nightmare Before Christmas was my favorite movie. I kind of know mm-hmm. that movie inside and out, every line, every musical cue. Uh, I love that movie. I still think it's a fantastic movie and the artistry of it. And two, I'm also a glutton for punishment, and I, for <laughs> some weird reason, just have a dire need to go to a Disney park. Like, 
every every year there's like a three month period where in my head it's like I don't know I could probably do it this year if I just move some money around. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Maybe it's because there's there was um um there was one instance where um my brothers got taken to Disneyland and I wasn't and I didn't know about it. They were just gone for a couple days. And they come back and it's like, hey, we were just at Disney World or Land or whatever. And I was like, oh, interesting. Didn't know that was happening. Nikki, we got a ticket at Disneyland. I don't know, though. I I, it's, I don't think I wanted to go. It was the principle of just like they showed up with their Mickey Mouse hats and like, boy, what a fun time we had that we didn't tell you about. <laughs> See, I live in Los Angeles where there's barely anything to do after you've done all the local shit. Mm. Um, so you have to go to theme parks. <laughs> Well, yeah. Are any are any of you familiar with the theme park Carowinds? Yeah, I love Carowinds. Uh, no, it is basically the Disneyland of North Carolina, which Ooh. is a sentence to hear. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's quite a thing. <laughs> Carowinds used to be owned by Paramount, as in Paramount Pictures. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. there were tons of like Paramount and Viacom properties. They had like a whole Nickelodeon land. They had. Uh, they still have a wooden roller coaster called the Hurler, and everything around the Hurler was supposed to be Wayne's World. <laughs> um, and, like, the whole, they remade the whole fucking Mike Ditka uh, donut uh, diner, which then turned into a Happy Days diner, which then turned into something that is, I think, literally called 50s Diner. Wow, be- really? Because it stopped being Paramount. But, <laughs> but they didn't want to change the happy days. They're just like, all right, get the Fonz wax figurine out of here. Basically, everything's the same. But the reason I bring up Carowinds is that, uh, Maze, you can uh, uh, confirm or deny this in your opinion. But uh, I remember my mom used to do a lot of travel. She did a lot of work. Uh, she worked for IBM. Uh, she did a lot of... Uh, uh, she worked with Disney for about a, a year. Mm-hmm. Just doing like some technology stuff. Uh uh, she went to Disneyland, and she and I remember her like telling me recently, like Disneyland is basically like Carowinds, where you're driving down the street, and it's just uh, Burger King, McDonald's, shitty hotel, shitty hotel, uh, tourist trap, tourist trap, Disneyland. Yep, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> you get on the five um, southbound, and I understand this is not about Radiohead, uh, but <laughs> it is though if you think about it. Yeah, Tom Tom York wrote that whole album, The Eraser, about driving the five. Um, <laughs> basically, you drive down the five, and it is garbage. It is nothing. There is nothing there. There's like car dealerships. There's car towns, which are basically just like a bunch of dealerships clustered together and then all of a sudden the five widens to like 700 lanes because disney paid for that part oh really yeah and that's how you know you're at disneyland when it widens and then the moment you pass disneyland it becomes a two-lane road (laughs) that is the saddest thing i have ever heard in my life Oh my god, if that oh doesn't say god. everything about this stupid country we live in, I don't know what does. It's just a big fucking reverse hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> and it oh is- my god. Oh, that bottleneck when it goes from 700 to 2, like, I can't even imagine the traffic. Oh, Yeah, there's actually immense traffic in that part of La 5 before and after Disneyland, but the moment you get there, and I'm assuming it's it was paid for by Disney to create that effect. Yeah. It, it's it just, just like, welcome to Disneyland. Everyone getting two lanes. <laughs> I mean, two lanes is maybe an exaggeration. It's maybe like three or four, but also like, but still, why? yeah. 
Um, anyway, Life in a Glass House is a great song. <laughs> yep, that That's was the point uh, that, that I was, was getting our full at. review of Life in a Glass House. <laughs> we should do we should do a uh, a recap episode live at like it's a small world <laughs> and just <laughs> refuse to get off the boat. I don't know. Um, if you actually asked them to go another round, you totally can on it's a small world really yeah and cell service is great in there so i could feasibly do an entire episode of picking up something good from it's a small world oh my god i'll fly out there (laughs) i will make you fly me out there and take me there because that sounds like the exact kind of hell that this show needs (laughs) one one really quick story about it's a small world i'm sorry to like keep going off track but, uh, no, I mean, we're, this is fully on track. This is radio. this is what this is what our <laughs> podcast is half the time. Yeah. Uh, we went to last time we went to Disney World was about ten years ago for Christmas. So we got the packet, the package that allows you to go into uh, like the Magic Kingdom after dark. Uh, so you go in there. It's just my sister and I. It's like ten p.m. There is no joke about two hundred people in the entire park. Like it's mm-hmm. just dark. All the lights are on, but it's at night and it's creepy. And it's Don't weird. like that. Um, but it was fun. I mean, there's no fucking lines. Uh, so we go on uh, It's a Small World, and we are the only people in there, save for <laughs> save for uh, another uh, gentleman who decided to uh, sit in the boat alone at the very back of the boat. Mm-mm. So the entire boat <laughs> nope. was <laughs> fucking <laughs> pop nope. a wheelie the whole <laughs> That's fucking Lynchian. Oh. Yeah, it went from creepy to very, very goofy. <laughs> just fucking... <laughs> just did a fucking pop wheelie the entire, like, ten minute ride. Wait, that goes on for ten goddamn minutes? No, longer. <laughs> it goes on for 15 to 20 minutes. Doesn't the song loop after, like, 20 seconds? Yes. yes. And it's actually really... It's really interesting because there's a lot of, like... There's a lot of like audio sync technology that they use to sync all the songs together and there's like different instruments you can listen to if you kind of turn your head a specific way it's they translated it into different languages too it's really cool from an audio perspective like as musicians we would probably be like oh that's neat but yeah. also it's 20 minutes on a slow moving boat with a with a 20 second loop uh-uh. it sounds like uh-uh. listening to a loop in ableton figuring out where you want to move the song <laughs> oh shit i that's and then you're on a boat too like that's jesus it is it is probably the closest thing to the river sticks that actually exists um it's basically yeah it's 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 a cool like eno ish generative music experience if you really want it to be but it also isn't it shouldn't be there's so much about the technology of disney and disney world and disneyland that I'm in love with, and then start looking at literally anything else about the park, and you just want to rip your head off. That's why I pay for the annual pass. It's the technology, but also, I hate it so much. (laughs) I hate going, and I hate the crowd. And you have an annual pass. I just want to make sure we're clear. Yeah. I mean, it's a good deal. It is a good deal. Uh, For something you hate, yeah, but like, (laughs) I mean, oh, I... I don't get it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's a, it's look, a, I pay, look, I pay for Spotify, and I fucking hate that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, pay for a car. Hate cars. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, we love uh, we love Life in a Glass House, the song that's about yeah. Disney World, I guess. It's what, we're, what I'm gleaning from all this. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. I'm pretty sure that's where we ended up. Nick, yeah, no, it's good. Nikki, it's what do you think? Yeah. Of the whole thing? Yeah. Of Are we going to... No, of Life in a Glass House. Oh, okay. Um, I like it. I... It's a very interesting way to close the album. I think it's perfect. It's also a very odd choice, but I don't think they could have ended it any other way. I agree. They could have ended it with Pull Pull Revolving Doors reprise. Oh, you're just trying to get my goat now. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> anyway, we've made it to the end of Amnesiac. Um, Somehow. <laughs> are we, uh, and I'd like to posit this question to both of you. Are we, um, are we picking up something good? Okay, Al, this is, this is when you turn on your transmitter. Yeah, you gotta go ahead and um, no, oh, yeah, slap it on. Yeah, okay, hold on. <laughs> Society. Ding! Ah! I got it. Okay, yeah, uh, I got it. Um, I'm picking up something pretty good. I'm picking up my favorite radio album. No. I... I... I am picking up an album that is still really good, despite it no longer being my favorite Radiohead album. Wow, you picked up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually yeah. we just picked up, we could just pick up and it's good. <laughs> but that was... That yeah, was mine, mine yeah. just kind of shat out a big roll of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's supposed to happen. Oh, no. Oh. You gotta check out that transmitter. Yeah. I think, oh, damn yeah. it. It's pretty good. So I, I I had a lot of uh, there's some faults that I think aren't they're not deal breakers, but they they didn't. Uh, this album can't surpass Kid A to me. I, it's, it's, it's very good. It's an experiment. It's an experimental yeah. album, and sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. That that's yeah. like the thing conceptually as a collected work. Yeah, it is my favorite Radiohead album. But I do understand that there are some songs on it that are not so good. Yeah. And Pull Pull Revolving Doors is not one of them. There's a lot of their songs that I don't think actually fully work outside of the context of the album that they're in. Like Tree Fingers. And this is Yeah, like Tree Fingers is a good example. And this this album really exemplifies that problem. And it's not really a problem. It's just it wasn't my thing. But it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Ah, uh, so So that's um that's an episode? That's picking up something good, I think. Yeah, I think we did that. Um, we have reached the end of our episode. Uh, next episode, I kind of want to let you know what's going to happen. Uh oh, we're going to get real political. We're going to find out who the thief is. Oh, and oh, and we have to, we have to hail them. No, we're not going to hail them. Maybe we're not going to hail. We're them. not. Uh oh. <laughs> so we're gonna get we're gonna cover hail to the thief next episode, and then after that, and I want to kind of give a a little a little nugget of what's about to happen. Um, mm. We are going to touch on our first solo album after Hail to the Thief. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Which one? Uh, From whom? Oh, wait. That's true. I don't even know who, who's yeah. came first. Our boy, Tom. <gasps> Tommy boy. Just Tommy. him. I just, wow. Just our, our guy and his laptop. The American dream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this has been Picking Up Something Good, a limited event prestige podcast about Radiohead. Uh, my name is Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel. You can find me on Twitter at Echo Vessel, on Instagram at Echo Vessel. I want to say fuck be to the other Echo Vessel that took my Instagram name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do this on every podcast, both podcasts that I'm on. Um, and But you have to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Nikki, your turn. <laughs> So, uh, I've been Nikki Flowers, and I will continue to be Nikki Flowers on many platforms, including bandcamp.com, nikkiflowers.bandcamp.com to be precise. 
I'm on Twitter as YifPolice, where I yell at conservatives, and um, I'm kind of on Instagram as SynthFucker, but I don't really update all that often. It's just a lot of, like, faffing about with filters. It doesn't matter. SynthFaffer. SynthFaffer. Ooh, that's better. I like that. Al, you got, you got stuff? Yeah, um, I've always been Al Riggs. Uh, I... Uh, make music and put it out on these websites. The first one is alrigs.bandcamp.com. Second one is music under the name Vaxers, and Vaxers is basically anything that isn't uh, immediately singer songwritery stuff uh, can kind of fall in any genre, really. It's uh, V-A-X-X-E-R-S-I-S-P-U-N-X.bandcamp.com. That is Vaxersispunks.bandcamp.com. Uh, they were recording this. Uh, we ju- I just released uh, the new album Road, uh, which is a soundtrack to a film that does not exist. And uh, the kind folks at Neo Detritus have decided to release it under their label. Oh. And I'm very happy that they did. That's we're, us. We're the kind folks. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> we run a label called Neo Detritus. We just released Road today. We've got a couple of announcements. Not now, but there's not not really anything I can talk about besides Nikki's tape release. It's coming up um, soon. Oh, shit. I keep forgetting we're doing that. Yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, that's it's happening. happening. Um, there's a couple really, really, really good things coming, uh, but yeah. they're coming at different stages. We haven't forgotten about the label. We are still very much doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, don't, don't you worry. Um, I got that baseball EP that was supposed to come out on October 1st, and I don't like it yet. So it's gonna, we're gonna wait till opening day next year. For yeah. That. Same, same story with my record, uh, In Search of that was supposed to come out, um, Right about now. I don't like it yet either. Yeah. Um, so it looks like it's also coming out on opening day. It's a it's an album about baseball. <laughs> oh, no, it's... Damn it. We got to plan these things out better. We can... <sighs> One of us has got to change. Um... Can I can I also just say real quick, I have one more thing to plug. Uh, there's a oh, yeah. there's a album uh, that I just put out uh, under my own name called Lavender Scare. Uh, Lavender is... Scare is so good. Thank oh, you. yeah. Fuck yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> it is a eight song, 30 minute uh, electro pop album that I made almost exclusively on a MIDI controller. Uh, it's on my band camp. And uh, my cohort, Lauren Francis, and I are finishing up a new record called Bile and Bone, which is mm-hmm. uh, hopefully out uh, in the spring of this coming year. Uh, we are aiming to start taking pre-orders of the thing, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. I think we're going to try doing that band camp vinyl thing. Uh, for the release. Uh, but is that already out? It's. I have been told that it is coming out by the end of the fall. Oh. Um, so that is definitely something I am going to be looking into. But uh, yeah, uh, that's about it for me. We've Plug-in all got wise. stuff. We all got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we all, we all got, got stuff. stuff. Um, so I just wanted to close it out with some great news. Well, hmm? do you want to hear the good news or the bad news first? Uh, uh, bad news. Yeah. Let's hear. Let's hear the. Let's hear the good news first. Felicity Hoffman's going to jail. Um, really? Wait. For the, right, here's the bad she, news. What, wait, wait. What does she do again? The college admission scandal. Here's gotcha. the bad news. Oh, holy shit. She's going to jail for 14 days. Uh, that's oh. picking up something. That's <laughs> our podcast. Damn you. <laughs> that's how you're going to end this episode. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, well. of course, I'd love to sit around and chat and chew the fat, <laughs> but someone's listening, and it's the FBI. Oh shit, I gotta get out of here. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.